You ready? Sure. Okay. It's time for the Total Sports Quinty Podcast with your hosts, Randy Ewens and Mike Bond. We're celebrating sports and athletes from the Quinty region and beyond. Get ready for the Total Sports Quinty Podcast. Here we go. We're back. It's been a little while, but I, I think this is episode 30. Randy, how are you doing tonight? Great, Mike. I'm excited to be back with you. I know we took a little hiatus. It's, it's tough. There's not a lot of sports going on, and um, you know we wanted to rejig things a little bit. I think um, you know we've got a cool little platform we've created here, but I, you know, want to get and you know, play around with it a little bit and add a few elements to it. Maybe shorten it up a bit, make it a little more local. We'll see play by ear as we go. Sounds good. And uh, I mean, that was always the original intent, right? To, to highlight the local athletes and stuff. And unfortunately, we decided to do that as soon as COVID hit. So there hasn't been yeah. a lot going on. So I have to say you've done a hell of a job in getting some pretty great guests here that maybe not from the Quinney region, but just a uh, general interest. Uh, but I'm excited to to get back to or stick to the or really focus on the Quinty region for sure. Yeah, I agree. And, and there's so many great athletes and I'm, I'm excited. You know, obviously we've got this, the hope of a vaccine here shortly and we get some normalcy within the next six months would be fantastic. And hopefully the kids get back. It's been, it's been tough. You know, I, I, I look at just what we were able to accomplish um, with the Dukes. Um, the, uh, the, we just finished the hasty peace cup, which was really well received by everyone it was an eight game series between the trenton golden hawks and the wellington dukes we had no covid positive tests um through the whole process everyone did such a great job it was such a team effort on both sides uh, the golden hawks worked really well with us and and vice versa and the local health units were amazing and the both communities i can't say enough about the work that prince Edward county lisa Lindsay, i want to highlight mayor ferguson um, Mayor Harrison is a huge supporter in Coney West for the OGHL. They get all the work that went into it to put it on and to prove that we could play hockey safely. It was a, it was an incredible task. So I want to say thanks to everyone doing that. And obviously Chris OJ from Trent Valley distributing, who was on our last podcast, you know, was a big part of making that happen as well. So yeah, it was pretty cool to get it done. Um, can't say enough about it. It was it was fun. Obviously, we like to win. We lost. Uh, went down just like the Summit Series game eight. Make uh, make it close, but uh, we didn't pull it off at the end. Who we was rallied. the Golden Hawks? Paul Henderson. Uh, well, we may have him on today. So um, you know, Dalton Bancroft from the Golden Hawks is joining us today, as well as Ben Addison, our captain for the Dukes, and we'll talk to them about the series. But I, I would say Dalton was definitely the star of the series for for them. Um, he, uh, he was a difference maker every time he was on the ice. So yeah, it was fun. It was great. And, you know, it's very disappointing. You know, I think Trenton's moving on. They're going to start another little bubble session here before Christmas with, I believe Collingwood. 
They start on December 10th, 11th, 16th, and 17th four-game series. We were supposed to be starting with Coburg, and unfortunately, the Northumberland Health Unit is, has given us a go-ahead, so we'll be shutting down till Christmas. And then, you know, it looks like we're going to be starting some kind of a series, uh, regular season format, starting in January. That'll all be announced shortly once all the it gets finalized with the health units. So, yeah, cool stuff. Well, yeah, and just what's all going on in your life, by the way? I, I'm rambling on about the Dukes. What's happening with you? Well, hey, man, uh, not a whole lot. Actually, <laughs> what you're doing is way more interesting. Um, it's that's kind of like a lot of people. I guess I'm just lucky that my work I'm able to do from home. Um, I mean, getting, I got to admit, I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, getting a bit of cabin fever. It's like, I, I mean, I, I go to the LCBO once a week and I might go to the grocery store a couple of times and, and that's pretty much it. We play hockey Monday nights and thank goodness that's kind of my uh, area of sanity for the, the week. But, you know, and, and that's easy for me to complain about that. But there are a lot of people, I, I know my parents and stuff who, who just, they, they don't, they can't get out and, and they're high risk so they they have to be really careful and it definitely is affecting them you know they're and they're looking ahead to christmas and they're going that's the big family time and it's not going to be what we normally want it to be so you know the good thing is the vaccine's on its way but it, it has been tough on people and hopefully uh you know coming early spring late spring early summer we're kind of it's behind us but uh yeah, it's been tough, man. Like it's, uh, I guess not for me personally, I've been, I'm pretty fortunate, but a lot of people, it's been really difficult. So yeah, I got to commend you and everybody involved in that. Cause it's a series like that. HCP cup is, is it's a lot of work no matter what in regular times to pull that off in, in times like this just shows a, a so much commitment from a lot of people who, you know, uh, let's face it, aren't, aren't aren't paid to do that it's just extra work and and but it's because they believe in in it that it's important so i think it's that's uh you deserve a lot of praise for pulling that together well you know like i said it, it was a huge team effort and i was a little micro part of it um leah toffelmeyer our athletic therapist was like a a nazi covid <laughs> person and uh she's done a great job um taught Todd Reed did a great job, you know, working, you know, every aspect of, of it to make sure it got through. And then obviously our staff, um, Derek Smith. And um, by the way, um, Brendan Harker, the other assistant, and we just hired Tyler Longo, who um, is kind of a well-known local name. Friend of the show. For the yeah, exactly. So we hired Tyler for our, uh, on the bench. He's been coaching the U uh one of the u16s i guess the minor the old minor mentions can't use those old terms anymore and he's coaching <laughs> that team right now and and he's gonna start helping us out which is pretty exciting and i just want to send out a you know obviously before we move into our guests a couple of sad notes one being tyler's dad sal longo passed away here on the weekend who was a huge supporter of minor hockey here in town um served on some boards i believe and you know obviously produced some pretty good hockey players in the family chris and ty as well as Matthew, maybe not so much Matthew, but definitely <laughs> Chris and Ty for sure. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Matthew was a gamer though. But um, I would say that, uh, you know, he'll be sorely missed. He's such a great guy and, and fun to see at the rinks and great supporter of the of the Bulls and the Sens and the Dukes and everything else. So yeah, very sad. And obviously the big one um, that, you know, a lot of people knew, uh, Larry Mavity, uh, a legend really uh, here mm -hmm. locally and 
very sad to hear him passing and his condolences to uh, not only Sal's family, but, but Larry's uh, family and, and uh, Brenda, et cetera. Um, Absolutely. Huge loss. True, true legend, you know, original coach and GM of the Belleville Bulls back when they were a provincial junior A team played what six years, I think in the WHA. So you had to be a tough guy to play in that league. Uh, he's, he was such a funny guy. He had such a great sense of humor and, you know, I, um, all the players that played for him had such a huge respect for Mav. And, uh, you know, he was always uh, great. He was, he was always kind to me, um, you know, pumped my tires a few times, probably told me stuff that wasn't true, but it was always great. Um, but, uh, You've always needed to be stroked, Randy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I needed my tires pumped, but he was, uh, he was such a great guy. And, um, you know, like I said, so many of his ex-players just have nothing but praise for him. And it's great seeing all the, the compliments coming out through uh, Twitter, and et cetera, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, just very sad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so should we move on to our first guest? Maybe you want to bring him in? Yeah, let's uh, bring him in. So we got Dalton Bancroft, who's a Quinny Red Devil uh, uh, product. He is a 19-year-old. And we've got Ben Addison from the Wellington Dukes, who is a Central Ontario Wolf product. Um, Ben's got some interesting family lines as well. He's part of the uh, the Marshman clan in there, um, as well as being in Addison, obviously. So, um, and he's a 20 year old. So he's our captain for the Wellington Duke. So let's bring them in. Bringing them both in at the same time. Is this, see if we can do it. Is this going to get testy? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> What's going so, on? Welcome aboard, boys. Um, I've got. Uh, I know both of you know each other, so we figure you wouldn't be fighting on on screen or anything. So have that discussion yeah keep it tame yeah, fellas. Well, we'll be all right we'll be all right we'll be civil <laughs> <laughs> so we good to go hey eh, mike might or, be more entertaining if you kind of you know get it going a little bit that'd be okay you know <laughs> if we had yeah, dawson well, yeah. here it might be a little different eh, banger so oh yeah yeah <laughs> all i know all i know is banger likes to keep his elbows high when he's going in front of the net <laughs> to learn from uh you, die, you dive all over the place you dive anyways this <laughs> <laughs> so, is perfect um, we'll just let I, you guys I, go i wanted to get you guys on to talk about obviously the hasty peace cup um your experience through all of that um and then what you guys are doing and you know it's kind of interesting to have both of you on at the same time um interesting dynamic obviously because you guys were teammates at one point now dalton's moved over to trenton so um, kind of cool uh, to have you both on. So thanks for joining us. So I guess we'll start adults. You know, obviously you guys won. Um, uh, really happy for uh, for your performance specifically. Um, you know, you, you really have taken a step forward this year. And what was your experience, you know, being inside the bubble, playing eight games in a row? It's not something you've really experienced before, really playing eight, like maybe a seven-game series. But Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think the COVID tests all the time were definitely the worst part about it, but uh, um, no, it's it was a lot different too with no hitting and all the rule changes, and it was definitely a lot to get used to, especially playing Wellington. Those games are usually quite physical, and the guys like to get into it that way, and especially even guys getting penalties for lipping after the whistle, stuff like that, so it's, it was just a totally different game, and uh, usually, yeah, playing Wellington eight games straight is obviously a tough task, but I'm glad we got Addy's number on the on the series <laughs> yeah. it's okay can I ask what sorry Randy I was just gonna ask what 
um, for listeners and for myself, what, what were the different rules put in place for the eight game tournament? Um, there was a bunch of things. Like I know the first couple games we played just exhibition before the series, like we weren't allowed face offs or anything like that. And then obviously they incorporated that back in, but, uh, I know like even simple things like a corner battle, you could just give a little shove to someone and if they go over then straight to the box, usually a roughing penalty and both teams will get warnings too. So as soon as there's a body contact penalty, they get a five minute, uh, right off, right off the bat, the first body contact. So, and I know the last game, uh, we got a couple power play goals cause, uh, one guy in Wellington had a five, five minute for body contact and we capitalized a couple goals. So that helped for sure. But, no, it was a lot different adjusting. And I know Addy would say the same thing. He'd love hitting. And me being a big guy, I love hitting. It's part of my game. But there's definitely a lot to get used to. But it's a lot easier to cut across the middle with your head down and maybe pull a few toe drags without any hitting involved. No toe drags ever, right, Banger? But, uh, <laughs> no, no. So, so um, Addy, I just, you know, I'm, I'm curious from your perspective as well. Like, what – what did you guys have to do from a strategy like to change? Cause obviously your forecheck is going to be important, but when you're defending as a defenseman and having to deal with someone, you know, you've got to defend with your feet in these situations as Banger was talking about. So what just speak to that a little bit, how you had to change a little bit or, or did you even change just to not mess? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like anytime that like you're used to playing hockey with hitting, like I think a big thing is like, uh, with the way that our forwards skated, we wanted to kind of shut shut down plays at the blue line, and uh, no hitting kind of plays a factor in that because normally guys on the back end can step up, have good gaps, and hit guys. Like Banger said, guys can't come through the middle with their head down and toe drag at the blue line and things like that. So it's uh, it's it's definitely an adjustment that everyone I think had to make in the first couple games, and as the series went along, just being able to kind of figure out your gaps and. Um, figuring out how to kind of just rub someone off and take the puck and stick like puck first, that sort of idea. So um, as far as defending, like it's honestly tough. And especially with when one of the rules was like, if the uh, puck's pinned up against the wall, it's just like, it's blown down right away immediately. And it's a face off. So um, a big thing is trying to stop a cycle and that sort of thing. And um, being, not being able to kind of pin a guy up a wall or pin guy on the wall or uh hit them and separate them from the puck it definitely makes it difficult but it just kind of forces you to work a little bit harder away from the puck I think and focus on the little things and where you need to be to maybe cut off that next play that's great well that would be a very different game man I wish I could have gone to a couple of games because that's uh I'm fascinated to know how that would go and I would just say too Ben you're gonna have a field day first couple of games back with contact because those forwards are gonna have their heads down (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Definitely looking forward to those games when hitting gets back into play and uh, being able to step up at the blue line and kind of separate guys from the puck. It'll be be a lot of fun and super interesting to see how guys' uh, habits have changed. Yeah, it doesn't take long. I know that. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I didn't know. I didn't really have anything right now. Okay. You caught me off guard there. I guess, you know, the one thing I wanted to, um, to mention to, you know, adults, I, we use, uh, one of the analytics that we use and, and your name came up repeatedly on the analytics as, as showing up as being one of the leaders in a, in a lot of those categories, uh, over and over again. And you've taken a real step forward in your game this year. What's, what's different for you? Obviously you're older, a little bit more experienced, but what's changed for you this year? 
Um, I think the big thing is, I mean, my first year when I rotated in between Wellington and Trenton, I guess confidence wasn't really at an all-time high back then, just in and out of the lineup and not getting the minutes I was used to as a 16-year-old when I played junior B. But, uh, no, it's it's not terrible. Um, it's, it makes it a lot easier, too, without hitting because you don't need to worry about whether you're in the wrong position or you're, you're basically just staying in the middle of the ice, too. But, um, no, it's – just try and play well every game really it's it's I don't know how to explain it real well but um I guess too working out in the summer with uh Jerry Jeremy Benoit I know I know Zach uh in the in the Dukes actually uh work out with him during the week and stuff but uh no going to him is was definitely a big step and been with him the past few years so he definitely uh he's a great off-ice coach and uh I recommend him to anyone but uh no it's just sticking with it confidence as you get older your coaches have more trust in you to go out in different parts of the game and stuff like that so uh no just trying to fulfill my role here in Trenton and hopefully uh keep putting some points up on the board and uh, helping the boys win yeah you whatever you're doing it's working so good for you so Addy I, the other question I had for you was you know you the last couple of years you first of all there's for the backstory about you is is really interesting because you know you came to us and with the Dukes and you, you really worked your way onto the team. You just couldn't, uh, we couldn't get rid of you. And you just kept getting better and better. And you've been kind of playing, you know, a top four role for the last couple of years, but you know, this year, obviously you've taken on the C and, and you're also now expected to be the man on the back there to anchor everything. And does that, um, you know, how's that changed the way you approach things or how you dealing with that kind of, is there, do you find any pressure on you or, or are you just happy with the responsibilities? Yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, anytime you get an opportunity to be a captain of, like, an organization like the Dukes or an organization like Trenton, it's obviously an honor, and you want to you wanna kind of fulfill that role. And um, I just think because coming from when I did, when I did work my way onto the team with the Dukes the first year and kind of being in and out like bang, Banger was as well and um, just kind of learning what it takes to kind of be a junior hockey player and play every single role that you kind of can on a team um doing kind of what it takes and just learning from the older guys the past two three years um it's helped a lot like i had guys like ryan smith ben evans and um i had foul field gilmore all those guys to learn from and kind of uh know what it takes to be a leader on a team and know what it takes to kind of be that guy and lead by example and or be the guy to step up and talk in the room so i think yeah, there's a little bit of pressure that comes with it, but I also think that all the guys that I've kind of met and all like Coach Smitty, Coach Smitty makes it real easy on me. And I think that uh, just trying to be yourself and they chose you to be a captain and be that guy for a reason. So if you play your game and kind of do the things that you know you can do, you should be fine. That's great. Well, hey, Dalton, I'll start with you, but I'd like to ask both of you guys. So I'm assuming, or is it, are, are you hoping to go to NCAA route? Is, is that part of the, the plan? And if so, is have with COVID and the way the season's gone, like how, how, how has that affected things? Are there communications going on? How, how does that, how's that going to work? And, and what are the prospects looking like? You go ahead, Addy. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's kind of a little bit of uncharted territory right now, just with, I don't think any of the schools know what's going on, how many guys they're going to have back with transfers and everything, but NCAA is definitely a goal of mine. Um, 
I just like for me, I've always wanted to just kind of move on to that next level and um, kind of get everything I can out of hockey. So whether that's Division One, which is the goal, or it's CIS or Division Three, that's definitely what I want to do with my life in the next coming years, especially being a 20 year old and this being my last year. So um, I think, yeah, there are communications going on. Uh, there are talks and stuff like that, but I think a lot of schools and a lot of teams with a lot of leagues being shut down and even universities and schools being shut down, um, not a lot of people know exactly what's going to happen next year, what's going to happen this year, next week, tomorrow. So um, I think it's uh, – uncharted territory but i think you just kind of got to do what you got to do on a daily basis and try and get better and hope for the best how about you dalton same thing as addy really i mean everyone who uh, plays junior a they always got the division one goal in mind whether it's cis as a backup plan or division three as a backup plan everyone wants to go on to the next level and definitely makes school a lot more fun i bet when you get to play hockey rather than just dive into the books all the time but um no that's definitely the goal of mine and obviously there's stuff going on in the in the background that i mean it just hopefully it happens but uh you never know especially with the whatever our season ends up being i know there's talks about shortened season and all these division changes and stuff like that but uh no it'll just be interesting to see how it goes and i mean i have another year left so um, i guess i have it that way too where, where uh this year i guess uh it doesn't all uh, matter what happens this year because there's another year too. So, uh, but no, it's Division One, CIS, Division Three. I mean, everyone wants wants to go on to the next level. So uh, hopefully, uh, something will come around. So how like you know, how sorry, I just I just want to follow up. Like, how great was it to get playing some actual games, even if they had altered rules? Because I got to think, guys like you are are training all the time, and you in the normal off season, you kind of okay, I'm going to train but it's all about getting back to playing games, right? I mean, that's what you all love. You got that competitive fire. So having to put, keep training to stay in shape, but keep putting that off as long as you had to, how great was it to get back playing games? Well, it was nice to get back. I mean, I know Wellington would have started early too. Like we were back in September and we were on the ice every day and doing team workouts and stuff, but there's even stuff we weren't allowed to go into our gym at the arena because you're only allowed a certain amount of people in the rink. So we'd all be in the soccer field. And then we only just got allowed to use our weight room and we were working out in the soccer field when it's zero degrees out and raining. So, uh, but no, it was nice to get back. And especially too, over the summer, you didn't have as much luxuries either. You could go to the gym. You had to be out at a certain time. You didn't have the time to stretch afterwards in the gym. You'd have to get read out and, even ice times too. Dress going to Rhino in the in the summer. You'd have to dress in the parking lot and rush out afterwards. So it was definitely a lot different trying to get used to it. But it was definitely nice to get back and get out of the house for a change over the summer. That's that was nice. No, I was just going to mention, Mike, that um, you know one of the the things hockey TV is a pretty incredible tool at this level of hockey and most levels of hockey, but especially for scouts evaluating games. So we really promoted, I know on our side, we sent uh, emails out with profiles to every NCAA D1 school about our players and sent them the schedule for the games. And, and um, it's interesting, you know, when I, when Zach went through the process, it was some of the schools were, 
you know, that were interested in him were cutting all of his shifts off hockey TV and, and analyzing them ongoing. So these guys are being evaluated constantly. Like um, both these guys are um, on radar and, and, and being evaluated every game, no matter if there's no anyone in the stands or not. So it's kind of, kind of cool actually. Um, I guess the last thing I wanted to mention, you know, both you guys have pretty strong hockey backgrounds in your family. Um, Dalton, obviously your dad was Steve Bancroft, who was, a leaf draft pick and played here for the bulls and had, I don't know, got 18, 20 years in pro hockey. And, and, uh, Addie's, uh, got a strong family, the Marchmont family with Brian playing NHL and Wayne and all those guys and all the cousins and cousins on the girls and the guys all playing hockey. So you guys all have strong backgrounds. So just tell me a little bit about how that influenced you growing up, you know, coaches that you really, uh, you, you, you know, how, how your parents were involved in your coaching and, and that kind of thing. Don, you can leave most of your minor hockey coaches out of it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't setting, my, setting anything up for you to say anything about me. But, um, yeah. but, but definitely, you know, how's your dad affected you, Dalton? How, and, and, you know, how do you, how does he uh, interact with you now while you're playing? Um, I mean, it was definitely, quite beneficial growing up with someone who knew the game as well as he did. And uh, you learn, though, I guess it's a lot different game now than it was back when he was my age and playing. So uh, I don't think you can do the same things he did when he was playing. But uh, um, no, it was, it was very good having him, especially on the bench growing up ever since I was novice. He was on the bench. And when you were the coach, he was on the bench and then took over for the final two years. But uh, no, it's – just, I mean, I get, I think I get grilled a lot more that he knows uh, his hockey background rather if it was a parent who didn't know as much, but uh, no, it really helps. He, he knows what he's talking about and kind of stupid not to listen to him. And if I have a bad game, I might not listen to him if I'm, if I'm a little <laughs> mad, but uh, um, no, it's, it's great to have him around and get the advice from him and all the steps he went through to, to play pro for that long and just kind of, model what he did to get up to the next level and, and to try and get there myself. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, you know, coaching with your dad, I, I learned so much from him as well. He's just a huge resource and he's seen everything. That's for sure. He's, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a great hockey guy. And uh, it was just, it was valuable for me to have him. So it'd be great to have that resource at home. Addy, tell us a little bit about your uh, family other than them fighting all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, so my uncle Brian played in the NHL for like 18 years, and uh, I also got a couple of cousins who've played pro hockey. Uh, Kennedy's playing over in Sweden right now. Uh, she spent four years at St. Lawrence before she did that, and then my cousin Mason's actually was just signed as signed a one-year contract with Florida. So, and uh, Jake was playing in the East Coast, but he's done now. He's actually on to firefighting, but I think just having older cousins and an uncle like that and just kind of my whole family kind of playing hockey I think you look up to the people and the role models in your life and I think my cousin Mason Jake Kennedy even my uncle and my parents kind of have a big impact on your life and uh, when you're a little kid you kind of want to grow up to be like them and uh, over the process of just playing junior hockey and even this year just going through the process of wondering what I'm going to do next year. I think uh, them giving me advice and have been through it before helps out a ton. Just kind of just puts your mind at ease. But also, like Banger said, if you have a bad game and they're there to watch you, you sometimes don't want to listen to them. But at the end of the day, you know you're going to learn something. So it's good. Yeah, it's awesome. you know, your your grandfather as well was quite a character. Dalton's grandfather is 
quite the care. Both of them are quite the characters <laughs> too. I'm sure they have a lot to say after every game as well. So it's kind of cool. Um, Mike, you got anything else for these two guys? No, I just, I wanted to say uh, thanks a lot for your time guys. And um, it's, it's good to see you back playing games and just best of luck for the rest of the year. Hopefully you can uh, get some sort of a season in, uh, impress those scouts and uh, work your way up that ladder. Yeah. Thanks. thanks yep. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks, appreciate you guys having me on. All the best. Talk soon. Thanks guys. Right. Couple of good, good hockey guys right there. Yeah. Like I said, you know, two, two great hockey families and, uh, you know, they, uh, obviously, you know, they've got uh, lots of experience in their stable to help them get to the next level. And uh, I'm pretty confident both of them are going to play NCAA at some point. Um, be interesting to see which path they, which path they go forward with. But, you know, Dalton um, really had statistically really had an unbelievable series. Um, he was probably in the top two in every statistic on the ice for both, both teams, you know, um, he, he he's really elevated his game. He's taken to the next level. So that's I'm great happy for him as a coach. As I mentioned, you know, I, I started coaching Dalton and Adam major. Um, his dad, Steve joined the bench and uh, I coached him right through to Bantam minor. And, you know, um, he's, he's evolved into a complete player. He's, he's really taken himself to the next level in the last year or so. So I'm proud of him just, you know, being an ex coach, just to see him evolve. It's pretty cool. And, and Addy, that's a kid that, you know, he came to us and he was sort of a bubble guy and uh, he wanted to be a Duke and we wanted him to stay because of his attitude. And, and he's just developed into a great player and he's a tremendous leader. Like he, uh, he's probably one of the best captains that we've seen here. Um, he leads on the ice, off the ice. He's great with the, the young guys. And yeah, he's just a, he's a, a really great kid all the way around. And I'm hopeful for him to get some opportunities too. That's great. Just don't let that Todd Reed get in there and adversely affect him. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> We've got issues with Todd Reed for sure. Yeah. But uh, I hope no, he listens anyway, just so he can hear that. But yeah, exactly. I kid. Todd's a great guy. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. So yeah. So that was that was it. I, I like I said. I I'm I'm excited about uh, what's going to happen here in the new year. Hopefully, we get back to playing regularly. Um. Obviously, Trenton's got another four games. They're going to play here that you can catch on hockey TV if you want to catch them like all the other scouts, Mike. But, uh, yeah, so what is, that. how do I get to hockey TV? Hockey TV. You can just Google up hockey TV and you pull it in. It's just, it's a streaming service, not unlike Netflix really, but every hockey game that you could possibly imagine is on there and you can watch it in real time or you can watch it in delay. And, um, you know, it's incredible. The games are on there. KHL games. It's, it's, it's amazing. I'm going to have to check uh, that out. Out, uh, you can get some discounts. I think there's some discounts available if you book it through Wellington Dukes. Oh. Um, you can you can get a little discount there. I'm throwing in a little plug, um, but um, yeah, you can you can log on and, and get a little discount right now. Uh, usually it's around thirty bucks a month. I think they've reduced it for COVID purposes and etc. I'm sure as being a member of Monday Night Hockey, I get like I should just have free access, shouldn't I? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I actually think we should start streaming our games Monday nights. I, just so someone can know. So. You start to appreciate how good the actual hockey yeah, is. It's fair. Absolutely. 
We'll just yeah. put a small spotlight on you or myself. Oh man, <laughs> no one needs to see that. I hear you. I hear you. It's uh, it's funny. It's uh, going into the rink right now. It is. It is. I look forward to it because it is the one skate, but it's tough skating once a week. <laughs> you yeah. know, you just don't get any better, and you just you want to try to get a little better, at least for yourself, your own self image. Right, so a bit uh, we're at, that's why they call it over the hill randy <laughs> there's a reason I hear you. I hear you. i'm I speaking you. for myself here but you know i'm just saying but yeah, uh, well, you're only playing out so it's you got yeah. an excuse yeah that's right yeah. it's all good uh, it's crutch. yeah are we um so what's the what's the deal going forward here are we going to be going weekly or are we going to have a delay what what do you so the listeners have an idea what to expect we'll go weekly for the next two or three weeks and okay. we'll, then we'll take a little break at christmas and come back in the new year um we're working on some some other platforms as well uh we're you know we've got our magazines coming out uh in january again with a hockey edition um and we've got a couple of other hockey platforms we're going to be announcing in January, probably in late December, in January that we're announcing. We've got a couple of new partnerships that we're very excited about. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having that discussion when we get it, get it all ready to go. Yeah, that's great. And we should probably don't say it enough, but we should give a little shout out to Kelly Martin and all the work she does on the back end of that uh the the magazine, the podcast, all the work she does. Uh, she does a great job to pull it all together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we're going to start adding a few elements that are going to help get this out a little bit more. And once again, for anybody listening, really drop us a line. If there's athletes that we want to cover, like I said, it's been tough through COVID. We've been having Manon Rayom and all these great people on. It's been awesome to talk to them. But really the focus of this is we really want to do some local athletes and uh, we just need to get uh, more contacts. We'll start reaching out and getting more ourselves. But if you have someone that's really warranted, um, by all means bring them to us and just one thing i want to mention kelly martin one of the great things we just had there was a young man whose father was um, killed in a uh, industrial accident here a few weeks ago and kelly set up a, a thing for the young guy to come you know we got him a jersey autographed by the team and he's going to come out and skate in the new year and, and kelly did a phenomenal job with that too so you're you're right in giving her props so that's fantastic yeah i saw that on twitter and that's just uh Pulls at the old heartstrings. It's just great to see for for him and the family. Very cool. Well, thanks. That's all I got this okay. week. All right. Well, all right. Well, we'll uh, pack it up here and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Mike. This has been another episode of the Total Sports Quinty Podcast. If you have suggestions for local athletes to be featured or local sports you'd like to hear about, drop us an email, boqtotalsports at gmail.com. And on the socials, we're at boqtotalsports. And of course, check out our website, boqtotalsportsmagazine.ca. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.